and we're live. Evening everyone and welcome to the very first pilot episode of The Transcultural Lens. I'm your host Sarah Jennings coming to you live from Galway in the west of Ireland. So in this podcast, The Transcultural Lens, People, Culture and Language on the Move, what I would like to explore is how cultural awareness and cultural openness, and indeed a more inclusive and less static understanding of culture in general, can help us to enrich our lives, our connections with other people, understand the world and basically grow, especially when we leave our cultural comfort zone, as I have done. And I'm going to share with you my personal experiences, in particular living in Malta, living in Spain, living in Germany, learning Spanish and German, and also backpacking through Southeast Asia. Um, But before I do that, I would like to try and give you guys a kind of a definition of what transculturalism is, so that you know what I'm talking about in this series which I am defining cultural common ground. So transculturalism was basically first defined about 20 years ago, right? So it is not by any stretch a a new topic. It was defined by a guy called Wolfgang Welsh in about 1999 or 2000. And what Wolfgang did was he basically challenged the idea that culture is something that that is fixed and that it is something that is given to us by the nation in which we are born. In fact, he views us as cultural hybrids. In other words, that we don't belong to any one culture, and in fact, that this single concept of culture is actually dangerous, right? Now, I'll explain what that means in a second, but what he tries to assert is that there is no longer anything absolutely foreign when it comes to culture, that there is no longer anything that is inaccessible to us from anywhere in the world because of globalization, because of interconnectedness, because of migration, because of the movement of people. In a nutshell, because people are not static, culture cannot be static. People have been moving for millennia and people are influenced by other people. So the cultures that they were brought up in must therefore also be influenced by this change. So that's what he's getting at. I know, pretty groundbreaking. And I have to say that when I heard this definition and when I started reading up about this topic, I realized that, oh my god, I am actually a transcultural person and I have always been. And it seemed to just make sense to me. I, When I started to think about culture in this way as something that is ever-changing, ever-transforming and evolving, depending on the people that we come into contact with, I thought to myself, wow, okay, yes, finally, somebody gets it. This is how I feel. I'm Irish-American, and frankly, I've never felt very Irish, and I've definitely never felt very American either. So when I started learning German, and just a heads up, 
I'm going to talk about Germany and, and German a lot in this podcast because it is one of the two languages that I learned and I speak. And I've spent a lot of time there. I would actually consider myself a kind of a tutophile, which is a word for someone who has an affinity with Germany, Germanness, and the German culture. And when I started learning German, I, I got so excited by the idea of, of being able to connect with people from a, from a different culture. The idea of, of being able to connect with people who speak, who speak this language that I now also speak. And the idea that they're able to, to teach me and that I could go and I could, if I achieved some level of mastery, actually live there. And it was a real motivator for me to, to, to learn German. Now, there is more of a story behind this. The reason that I actually started learning German is because I was obsessed with a band called Tokyo Hotel. I'll give you a few minutes to Google Tokyo Hotel if you don't know who they are. They're basically uh, an alternative teen band who I think they got famous around 2005 or so, um, um, but I discovered them when I was about 12 and followed them throughout my teenage years and would spend entire nights and weekends translating with my dictionary beside me Tokyo Hotel lyrics. There you go. My first confession on my first podcast. If I lose listeners because of this, it is entirely on me. So this is an example. By finding music that I identified with, I was able to, or I was motivated to learn more about this culture. And as I, throughout the years, as I gained fluency in German, I had more and more of a desire to, to learn about the culture. And yeah, I, I realized quite early on, without being able to, to put a label on it, that I am a transcultural person, that I am definitely someone who has multiple cultural identities, or at least I wanted to. When I was in school, I remember always being the first one to befriend the new girl from Romania or from somewhere far away. I would always want to sit beside her, to learn from her, um, I went to an all-girl Catholic school, by the way. Um, so you can start to slowly build up, build up a picture of what my upbringing is like. But the moral of the story is that I've always been, I've always been interested in in other cultures, and I've always been fascinated by them. And I have always wanted to, I guess, take a little bit from them and and learn from them. And I suppose what I'd like to explore over the course of this series is that by doing this and by developing this uh, eagerness this understanding of, of of culture in a in a more yeah in a more inclusive way um we can hopefully try and react to these changes uh, in our society to you know different communities um different communities uh, coming together and, and living together the world is changing at a at a pretty quick rate we have cultural uh, or sorry we have uh, displacement we have migration these are problems that are that are going to intensify in the future and we're going to have people from lots of different backgrounds living together and i really do believe that by honing in on on these skills of patience of tolerance of understanding and by realizing that we actually all have a lot more in common 
then we do have differences that we can slowly make our way to a more equal society and that sounds very utopian but I hope that by sharing my own experiences and also the experiences of others stay tuned for that I'm hoping to have some some guests on here who have done some pretty cool things been to some pretty cool places and have met some amazing people and I hope that by sharing these kind of experiences these experiences of people having profound cultural connections that by listening to these stories you will also see the value in having a transcultural perspective on the world by listening to what these people have learned from their travels how they began to realize that the world is not as simple as we once thought how they began to realize the effects of globalization and more specifically capitalism on the developing world which is where I visited where some of my guests will have also visited. And this brings me to my next point, which is, why does this matter, right? So we've talked about transculturalism, I've talked about some of my own experience, but why is it important? Why does it matter? And more specifically, why should you care? Well, not being able to travel has, as I may have mentioned, forced me to reflect reflect on my own community, reflect on my people that I have in social media, reflect on my my own relationships and my environment. And I don't know about you, but I have noticed a lot of hate, xenophobia, racism um, creeping up during during this pandemic. And it's been a pretty eventful pandemic. So of course, we had the coronavirus, which sparked racism to Chinese people, um, which was totally uncalled for, as I'm sure a lot of people can can agree upon. We had the Black Lives Matter movement and the reaction to the Black Lives Matter movement um, coming from a lot of white people who believed that this movement was in some way attacking them. Um, then, of course, we had Brexit, which was um, you know, an assertion of of British identity and was also fueled in part by xenophobia. I don't even need to mention the rise of Trump. Um, so you see where I'm going with this. Um, basically, there has been, it's been a pretty eventful year for hate. <laughs> um, and with this increase, I think it's it's really time for us to to think about about our reaction when when we see this happening. So there's a lot of reasons why racism, xenophobia, and discrimination of people of all cultures exist. What I hope to explore is how these views are allowed to continue. Um, I don't think that it's because people are inherently racist or or inherently culturally ignorant. It's just that maybe a lot of people are not anti-discrimination enough, right? So we hear it around us, we see it on social media, we see it in the street and in conversation, and we know that, you know, something is wrong, right? So let me give you an example. Maybe, maybe you are someone who has moved abroad recently, or maybe you're someone who's never left your hometown. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're someone who's noticed that your community is changing, right? It's becoming more culturally diverse. And perhaps you're not so sure how you feel about it. 
you want to learn about the cultures in your community but you're not really sure how perhaps you've heard people in your neighborhood speaking negatively about people from different cultural backgrounds maybe you are tired of how they're talking about them you feel that there's something wrong in the rhetoric in the way that they're speaking but you don't really know why and this is what i'd like to explore you may have come across a lot of xenophobic or even outright sentiment and your outright racist sentiment in your community and these are problems that i would like to explore and perhaps talk about how being more culturally open culturally informed can help combat such views can help create a more inclusive and a more diverse cultural structure and this is something that Welsh actually talks about um, in in his essays is that we is that transculturalism is about creating a new structure of diversity right about focusing on the commonalities so we've accepted that our world is changing that people are migrating that the world is getting smaller and as environmental political global and financial crises become worse and worse we are going to see more and more of this kind of movement of people um jobs are becoming more remote and we're going to feel it we're going to feel it at home and it's important to point out that transculturalism is not simply about cultures living together side by side it is about coexistence and from this coexistence there would come learning there would come interaction dialogue a new kind of relationship between cultures not simply my culture your culture living next to one another and which would eventually lead to 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 conflict but rather one that is defined by inclusion on finding common ground focusing on what we have in common with people of different cultural backgrounds rather than what we what differs so to give you an example if you are for example in lao which is technically a socialist country um one of the last remaining in the world in fact and coincidentally one of the poorest let's say you're taking a trip a tour of the of a coffee plantation there and you're learning about the local mountain people and you're lucky enough to have a representative from that tribe showing you around and he begins to tell you that the children of the tribe most of them don't have access to education most of them don't have access to traditional healthcare and a lot of them you are beginning to notice as you look around actually smoke the man giving the tour tells you that he has a wife but that if he chose to he would have up to 5 wives someone in your group looks at the man and and, and makes a sound as if she is disgusted this is an example of reacting reacting rather than taking a step back and thinking okay my culture teaches me that children smoking is wrong that we should not cheat and that children should have access to healthcare and to education yes all of these things are true however 
a more open understanding of culture teaches us that, okay, perhaps these children having a stronger connection to the earth and the land, as animists do, maybe they're actually living a more healthy life. Perhaps having more than one wife means that there is a a, a very special connection between the men and women in this village that perhaps I don't understand. Maybe Western medicine isn't looking after me as, as well as I thought, and perhaps herbalism is in fact a more or a possible alternative. I don't actually believe necessarily in any of these things, and when I visited that tribe I was equally taken aback, but it was upon reflection that I, that I thought to myself, well, you know what, I am a guest here, and if I were to, to stay here, then I would reflect, learn, and, and ask questions to understand rather than judge. And this is just as much an internal journey as it is a, an external journey and a conversation between cultures. Welsh actually talks about readjusting our inner compass, quote, away from the concentration on the polarity of the own and the foreign to an attentiveness for what might be common and connective wherever we encounter things foreign. What I would ultimately like to promote in this podcast is seeing the world through the mind and the hearts of the other. Yes, there are rules in all cultures, but the thing is, these are not fixed. It's people who made these rules. And people are beautifully imperfect. And although, yes, everyone wants to have an identity, what I would like to explore is the idea that this identity does not have to be Irish, English, German, Polish, Nigerian. It can be a beautiful amalgamation of all of the cultures that exist in our local communities. We have all been shaped by our cultural upbringing, there is no denying that, but we have a choice. We do not have to remain prisoners of our cultural upbringing or stay within within the, the lines of our supposed cultural identity. Quite the contrary, in fact. By expanding our understanding of culture, by reading about different cultures, by learning, by educating ourselves, listening to the stories of people who belong to cultures which are different from our own, and really wanting to connect with them, we can actually start applying this seemingly utopian, idealistic concept of transculturalism, and actually making, firstly in our local communities, but also on a global scale, the world a more equal place to live. That's all from me, Sarah Jennings, on the very first episode of the very first series of Transcultural Lens, People, Culture, and Language on the Move. <laughs>